Hello my friends, this is Nikki. Welcome to episode 40 of Learning About the Lord. Today we'll be reading from Maria Valtorta, volume 1, and we'll be learning about how Judas Iscariot comes to meet Jesus and asks to join him. Jesus is sitting in an olive grove. He is all alone. He is sitting with his elbows resting on his knees, his forearms forward, and his hands joined. It is getting dark, and the light becomes fainter and fainter. A man comes down through the olive trees. He seems to be looking for someone or something. He is tall and is wearing gay-colored garments, a yellow-pink hue that makes his big mantle more showy, adorned as it is with swinging fringes. When he sees Jesus, he makes a gesture as if to say, There he is, and he hastens his step. When he is a few meters away, he greets him, Hail, Master. Jesus turns around suddenly and looks up, because the man is standing on the next terrace, which is higher up. Jesus looks at him. He is serious, and I would say, also sad. The man says once again, I greet you, Master. I am Judas of Kerioth. Do you not recognize me? Do you not remember? I remember and recognize you, says Jesus. You spoke to me here with Thomas last Passover. And you said to me, says Judas, Think about it and make up your mind before I come back. I have made up my mind. I will come. Why are you coming, Judas? Jesus is really sad. And Judas says, Because, well, the last time I told you why. Because I dreamed of the kingdom of Israel, and I see you as a king. Is that why you are coming? asks Jesus. Yes, it is. I will put myself and everything I possess, capability, acquaintances, friends, fatigue, at your service, and at the service of your mission to rebuild Israel. The two are standing close to each other now, and they stare at each other. Jesus is grave and melancholy. Judas, exalted by his dream, is smiling, handsome and young, sprightly and ambitious. I did not look for you, Judas, says Jesus. I know, but I looked for you, says Judas. For days and days I have been putting people at the gates to warn me of your arrival. I thought you would be coming with some followers, and that it would therefore be easy to notice you. Instead, I understood that you had been here, because a group of pilgrims was blessing you as you had cured a sick man. But no one could tell me where you were. Then I remembered this place, and I have come. If I had not found you here, I would have resigned myself to not finding you any more. And Jesus says, do you think it is a good thing for you that you found me? Yes, says Judas, because I was looking for you. I was longing for you. I want you. Why, says Jesus, why did you look for me? But I have told you, Master, says Judas. Did you not understand? I did understand you, yes, says Jesus, I did. But I want you also to understand me before you follow me. Come, 
we will talk while walking. And they start walking, one beside the other, up and down the paths that cross one another in the olive grove. You want to follow me for human reasons, Judas, but I must dissuade you. I have not come for that. And Judas says, But are you not the designated king of the Jews, the one of whom the prophets spoke? Others have come, but they lacked too many things, and they fell like leaves no longer supported by the wind. But you have God with you. In fact, you work miracles. Where there is God, the success of the mission is guaranteed. And Jesus says, You have spoken the truth. I have God with me. I am his word. I was prophesied by the prophets, promised to the patriarchs, expected by the people. But why, Israel, have you become so blind and deaf that you are no longer able to read and see, to hear and understand the reality of events? My kingdom is not of this world, Judas. Allow yourself to be convinced of that. I have come to Israel to bring light and glory, but not the light and glory of the earth. I have come to call the just of Israel to the kingdom, because it is from Israel that the plant of eternal life is to come, and with Israel it is to be formed, the plant, the sap of which will be the blood of the Lord, the plant that will spread all over the earth until the end of time. My first followers will be from Israel. My first confessors, meaning as priests, will be from Israel. But also my persecutors will be from Israel. Also my executioners will be from Israel. And also my traitor will be from Israel. No, master, says Judas, that will never happen. If everyone should betray you, I will remain with you and defend you. You, Judas, says Jesus, and on what do you base your certainty? On my honor as a man, says Judas, which is more fragile than a cobweb, Judas, says Jesus. It is God we have to ask for the strength to be honest and faithful. Man, man accomplishes human deeds, to accomplish spiritual deeds, and to follow the Messiah with truthfulness and justice is to accomplish a spiritual deed. It is necessary to kill man and make him be born again. Are you capable of so much? Yes, Master says Judas. And in any case, not everybody in Israel will love you, but Israel will not give the Messiah executioners and traitors. Israel has been waiting for you for centuries. I will be given them, says Jesus. Remember the prophets, their words, and their end. I am destined to disappoint many, and you are one of them. Judas, you have here in front of you a mild, peaceful, poor man who wishes to remain poor. I have not come to impose myself and make war. I am not going to contend with the strong and the mighty ones 
for any kingdom or any power. I contend only with Satan for souls, and I have come to break the chains of Satan with the fire of my love. I have come to teach mercy, sacrifice, humility, continence. I say to you and to everybody, do not crave for human wealth, but work for eternal coins. You are deceiving yourself if you think I am to triumph over Rome and the ruling classes. Herods and Caesars can sleep tranquilly while I speak to the crowds. I have not come to snatch anybody's scepter, and my eternal scepter is already ready. But no one, unless one was love as I am, would like to hold it. Go, Judas, and ponder. Are you rejecting me, Master? asks Judas. I reject nobody, says Jesus, because who rejects does not love. But tell me, Judas, how would you describe the gesture of a man who, knowing he is infected by a contagious disease, says to another man who approaches him, unaware of the situation, to drink out of his chalice, watch what you are doing. Would you define it hatred or love? I would say it was love, says Judas, because he does not want the man, unaware of the danger, to ruin his health. Well, define also my gesture likewise, says Jesus. Can I ruin my health coming with you? No, never, says Judas. You can ruin more than your health, says Jesus. Because, consider this carefully, Judas, little will be debited to him who is a murderer, but believes he is doing justice, and believes it because he does not know the truth. But a great deal will be debited to him who, knowing the truth, not only does not follow it, but becomes its enemy. Judas says, I will not do that. Take me, Master, you cannot refuse me. If you are the Savior, and you see that I am a sinner, a sheep astray, a blind man off the right path, why do you refuse to save me? Take me. I will follow you, even to death. To death, says Jesus. That is true. Then... Then, Master? asks Judas. The future is in God's bosom, says Jesus. Go. We will meet tomorrow at the fish gate. Thank you, Master. The Lord be with you, says Judas. And may his mercy save you, says Jesus. And it all finishes. So here, Judas searched for Jesus. Judas brought himself to Jesus, thinking he would advance his causes, thinking he knows people high up and uh, would be able to progress Jesus into a position of power. And Jesus warns him, I am not here for an earthly kingdom. I am not here for politics. I am not here for wars. I am here only to do battle against Satan by teaching my people the virtues, the ways of the Lord so they can fight the devil themselves every day and gain entry into heaven. But 
Judas does not hear, does not understand. He keeps pushing and he says, I want to come to you. Do not reject me. And Jesus says, think about it. Look at yourself. Know what you're doing. Watch what you're doing. Out of love, I am warning you. It is better you stay away from me. And Judas doesn't understand again. And he says, I want to be with you. And Jesus reminds him of one more thing. And he says, look, a murderer is accountable when he does not know the truth. But a murderer who knows the truth, truth with a capital T, right? Truth is the Lord. And does not follow the truth, but becomes truth's enemy, is debited a very great deal. So he's trying to warn Judas that he knows that Judas will be a traitor to him, a betrayer of him. And Judas says, no, no, I want to follow you. I am a if I am a lost sheep, save me. And he says, I will follow you, Jesus, even to death. And Jesus says, yes, to death. He says, may God have mercy and may his mercy save you to Judas. So he's fully aware that Judas is the betrayer, is the traitor, that Judas will not follow Jesus with humility and love and respect and obedience the way the other apostles will, that Judas will never completely accept Jesus's position, purpose, Okay, why he's really here? Judas has his own agenda and thinks he will be able to persuade Jesus to follow his agenda rather than serving God's will. So we begin to see the character of Judas Iscariot, how he joins the apostles, and what will happen in the future. I thank you all for joining me. I ask God to bless you. Go with God.